Colette Sisnoe with Just Publix at 365. I'm speaking today with Lynn Roberts, who is a professor at the CUNY School of Public Health. Hi, Lynn. Thanks for talking with me today. Can you share a little bit about your work in East Harlem and in the South Bronx? Sure. Um, I, I suppose my work in East Harlem began um, actually many years ago when I was um, also teaching in the um, at Hunter College in their public health program, I developed a course uh, about 12 years ago focused on initially the South Bronx because I had been doing some work there um, and expanded it to include Harlem, you know, not just East Harlem but Central and West as well, from the perspective of people who lived and worked there um, so that you could look at it through various disciplines and also through lived experiences. Um, rather than just an academic lens. And, and then updated the course when we moved into the community here of East Harlem um, in fall 2012. And so that kind of brought me back to East Harlem um, with kind of fresh eyes and in a different period of time in its, I guess, evolution, depending on how you look at it, because um, you know a lot of changes in the community in terms of um, real estate and gentrification and and then our being here and being able to reach out again and form relationships with those who are who are doing um, interesting and exciting community work here. So, I don't know if that answers your question. It does, uh, it does. Um, what are the parallels between South Bronx and East Harlem? Um, they're each very um, rich communities and one of the things that um, I think was highlighted in the course was just you know the the diversity. I, I chose um, the South Bronx and Harlem because they both represented what I think are perceived by the general public as iconic communities. Um, people hear South Bronx, they hear Harlem, they they might have a preconceived notion about what each one of those communities represent if they haven't been there or lived there. And I wanted to um, demystify and clarify. Um, kind of the richness of each of these communities, not just as, you know, whatever someone's preconceived notion of a, you know, what might be described as a low income or an urban community is like. Um, they each have rich histories of um, growth and decline, of um, innovation in terms of um, the arts, and, and just really rich histories in terms of the larger American story. And I think it's important for all of us to know about the, these communities um, from those you know who know best and so bringing the community into the classroom I think is really important and a large part of wanting to revisit the course was to um, I guess dispel some of the the myths and even some of the apprehension and fear that some of my fellow colleagues and students had about being in East Harlem in particular um, fear of crime fear of you know some type of danger um, which I didn't experience and I didn't think was any different than other parts of New York City um, and I thought if they knew more about the community they would that would widen their lens of working in any community and approach any community kind of eyes wide open um, and with ears you know more attentive to to hearing um, from those community voices so. so how is health a social justice issue um, well, I, I, I very much so. I think health is um, 
that social justice is necessary for health. Um, when you have social justice, you have you have health and wellness, um, all of the positive attributes we associate with, with that. Um, you have clean air, you have clean water, you have um, equity in terms of resources um, such as education, employment. Um, you have um, a diversity of ideas and backgrounds. Um, you have democracy. <laughs> you have people who um, get to decide um, what will happen in their in their community, in their society, in their country, and and that is fundamentally good in terms of you know just people's overall well-being, but also just how how they also feel about themselves and how much they feel willing to participate, um, you know, civically and and have raised expectations for themselves, for their for their families, for their entire communities. So. I think they're intertwined. I think they're one and the same. <laughs> I don't think you can have um, one without the other. So as you were talking about um, before, some academics are hesitant to get involved in controversial issues like those confronting East Harlem. So what do you say to critics who might question your, you know, quote unquote, objectivity as a scholar? Mm -hmm. um, well, first of all, I, I probably identify first as an activist and second as, uh, or simultaneously as a scholar. So they are, you know, they're both um, a part of who I am. Um, and, and, and that said, in terms of objectivity, um, you know, I think all of, you know, all scientists or scholars, um, you know, can only really don't really, you know, and this is my, you know, particular standpoint, but I don't think they really can practice objectivity. I think all questions are based on, you know, our lived experience, our exposures, what we consider um, valid depends on, on that. And so we're all subjective <laughs> in, in terms of how we, um, you know, pursue knowledge and, and what knowledge we consider. Important, so so I don't really. That's not a quest of mine. I'm probably more inclined to just disclose what my um, subjectivities are, whatever my biases are, um, as I know them. You know, not all of them are known to me, um, but being you know more accepting of that, I'm much more inclined to be accepting of that in others. I'm much more inclined to engage um, with others um, in a way that I think. Um, maybe is an objective, but is but is open. So if I'm open, I can um, probably look at things and consider another point of view in a way that um, might be, you know, considered, um, you know, makes me more accessible, and then you know makes others with whom I interact more accessible to sharing. So I, I see it as an advantage um, in terms of my scholarship. Um, how that plays out in the academy depends on, again, someone else's um, perspective on that. So, you know, that can be a challenge. Uh. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So a major focus of Just Publics at 365 is bringing together academics and activists and journalists in, journalists in ways that promote social justice and civic engagement and greater um, democracy. So what sort of lessons learned um, do you have from your experience as an academic slash activist um, in going into some of these fields that are usually 
more in the area of you know activism and journalism? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, I, I go as a listener, um, but it, that doesn't mean that I don't also bring who I am and my own point of view. So it it, it means sometimes hearing first and then hoping that we all come to some conclusions um, where I'm also listened to. I know that as an academic, in some instances, um, my voice might be given more credence than someone else's, so needing to balance that and have some humility around that um, is really important. Um, and then using my voice and my, you know, maybe perceived, um, you know, greater agency or power, if you will, effectively, you know, um, but in, but again, in collaboration, not in, you know, speaking for or um, instead of others, but, you know, more, more to elevate um, at the same time. You know, I think I do have a, you know, I can contribute too in ways that um, others might not, but I don't really distinguish doing that in or outside of the academy. You know, I really don't, I think a lot of those lines are rather artificial. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of wisdom everywhere. Um, there's expertise everywhere, and it's just kind of realizing that. And and when you kind of approach it that way, you, you tend to get a lot more done. <laughs> and people, you know, once you kind of dispel that, you know, you know, kind of notion of, of difference, um, I, I I I just find it's it's just real easy to work with people. Lynn, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, again, this is Colette So Snowy with Just Publics at 365. Thanks for listening. Just Publics at 365 is a project of the Graduate Center CUNY, located at 365 Fifth Avenue, where you will find the life of the mind in the heart of the city. Just Publics at 365 is funded by the Ford Foundation working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide.